Hello, listeners. This is First in Gold with Freddie and Pete, a football podcast with everything 49ers first. Welcome, Faithful. Appreciate you guys listening in. This is Freddie B here uh, on the verge of Trey Lance making his first start. Wanted to make sure that I uh, jumped on here and at least, um, you know, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of what's going on in regards to, uh, you know, how I'm feeling, how things are, you know, how things are going in regards to the team and how I see this working out. Um as you guys know, when I first started and, you know, when Peter and I first started this podcast uh, back in April, <clears throat> the very first um, episode was uh, myself talking about who is Trey Lance, right? And it was called Trey Trey. Like, this is before we drafted him. This was, um, you know, weeks and weeks before, you know, we knew that the 49ers and Kyle and John were, you know, uh, keen on and, and locked in on, on taking Lance. You know, a lot of talk was about it was going to be Mac Jones. Other talk was obviously I, I thought, you know, it could have been Justin Fields. Um, but, you know, when it all shook out, you know, we found out that Lance was always the guy. And that's who uh, Kyle uh, kind of zeroed in on. And um, six months later, here we are, you know, and he's on the verge of making his first start. We've seen him play, you know, so we know what he looks like, you know, in pads and with the helmet on, we, we, we've seen them throw touchdowns. We've seen them run for touchdowns um, sparingly, you know, in the preseason and the regular season, he's came, came in here and there, but this is different. You know, this is different. I think in any job, when you've had a full week to really uh, digest, assess, process, and dive into what your next task is and kind of who, you know, who you're facing, what you need to do, the scheme, uh, and then you get to obviously work with the guys that are the ones, you know, quote unquote, right. You know, your Debo Samuels, your Trent Williams, your, uh, Brandon Ayukes, George Kittle's not playing tomorrow, but you know, when you get to, to work with the actual, you know, uh, palette of offerings that, that are your starters, then, um, it, it, it changes the whole dynamic of how you kind of proceed and approach that week. So, 
Um, this is going to be the first time, you know, since uh, Trey showed up to Santa Clara and, you know, dropped his bags off at the airport and got picked up and, um, you know, went, went to the stadium and, and started, uh, you know, becoming uh, the future of the organization. This is, um, this is going to be different because I believe uh, that Kyle has been preparing for this moment for six months now. And he's maybe shown very little bits and pieces of how he wants to utilize Trey. But in my, in my opinion, I don't think that we've seen anything really, honestly, at this point. I think Trey right now is still a project. He still is going to have some growing pains. He's still young. Obviously, we're talking about a 21-year-old kid. I mean, whoever's listening right now, I mean, remember when you were 21, the, the kind of dumb shit or, you know, mistakes that you've made in your life and, and my, myself included, you know, uh, none of us are saints. Uh, last I checked, none of us play for that team in New Orleans. So, you know, we, we all <clears throat> we all have growing to do. And it's going to come with Trey as well. I think the difference, though, with Trey and what we've seen in the last four weeks is, is that he gives you hope, right? I think Trey gives you that sense of, like, can he do something that's off script that could be, quote, unquote, ad lib, that when something breaks down and isn't perfect and isn't designed to the, you know, to how you want it to go, because as we know in football, there's 60 minutes in a game and not every minute's going to go exactly the way you think it's going to go. Ask the Seattle Seahawks that, right? They've lived 10 years with a guy who's lived by an ad lib playbook. He's gotten away with it because he's been healthy and he's been, you know, obviously um, Iron Man, but you know, they're going to find out very quickly, you know, how valuable that was for them in regards to not even having a scheme or a team put together or, you know, just a, a solid foundation and totally relying on one person. Um, lucky for us that we have a little bit more stability in regards to our organization. We don't have a 70-year-old delusional coach who still thinks he's, you know, at USC in, in 2011 and trying to replicate successes of, you know, a decade ago. So we do have a better foundation for Trey to stand on. But if you look at the way things have worked out the last four weeks, look, I'm a realist. And and one thing I'll tell you straightforward is uh, I know what I see when I see it, right? So I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, there were 2-0, and everything was final on cylinders. No, I was very unhappy. If you have, yes, anybody that knows me, anybody that's ever received a text message from me in the last, like, you know, month, they would tell you the way I was talking after week one or two, was I was unhappy with the results that I was seeing. I don't give a shit if you're 2-0. I want, I want to know how did you get to that point. And what I saw after two wins against Detroit and against uh, Philadelphia was an anemic offense. Okay, yeah, you scored you know 41 points against Detroit. Take away that pick six by Dre Greenlaw, right? Because that was seven points that Dre gave us. Um, after the first half, they really didn't show up in the second half. Detroit came back. It became a close game. Actually, you know, you barely win that game. Second, you know, that game in Philly, it was a slugfest, man. It didn't look clean. It wasn't very – it just – it didn't look like the type of offense that is going to be championship caliber, right? When you think about the Tampa Bay Bucks, you think about the L.A. Rams, you think about the the Kansas City Chiefs, you think about the Buffalo Bills. Those are high-caliber teams that can, you know, score in, you know, 10 seconds. Um, it, it felt sometimes like we were taking six hours to score seven points, right? You know, and, and look, this isn't, uh, I'm not trying to sit here and talk about how terrible or how abysmal or putrid uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's offense led was for the first four weeks. At the end of the day, anybody that knows me, you know how I feel about it. 
He is who he is. He's just another guy. Nothing special about him. Doesn't do anything great. Yes, he like, you know, knows Kyle Shanahan's system and all that. I don't give a shit about that because what I see is on the field is somebody that just wasn't cutting it to the standard of championship football. He just wasn't. And you can make all the excuses you want. You say, though, like, you know, the the team, you know, didn't have a run game. I don't give a shit. At some point, like, you got to make plays, okay? You can't, like, be throwing the ball high and getting Kittle murdered, you know, over the across the middle of the field. Yeah, you can't be throwing interceptions, like, you know, erratically. You can't be taking, like, unnecessary sacks, getting happy feet. So that was my first issue. But it goes back to, you know, what happened six months ago. You know, when they made that trade for the number th- third overall pick, like, you, you're, you're going – after a guy, whether it was Trey Lance or Justin Fields, somebody that can do things more than just like make a quick pass and read a defense quickly and, you know, be a Mac Jones, right? Because, you know, look, I'll be honest, Mac Jones grew on me. I like Mac Jones. I do. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he has a lot of Peyton Manning qualities. Honestly, I do. But he's also limited because, you know, you throw the kitchen seek at him or, you know, you figure out, you know, you take away his little check downs and, and then Mac doesn't have another element to his game where like Mahomes can escape, he can extend, he can throw the ball 70 yards on the field, he can take off for a 15 yard first down on 38. I mean, those are things that like, that's how you extend drives, you know, and Big Ben used to do it. <clears throat> Big Ben was really good early on in his career with this size, he was able to extend plays wasn't necessarily a runner, but he can at least use his big arm to like, you know, get guys open, you know, down the field. Not so much now, but, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like being able to improv and extend a broken play is what gets you to that next level, right? And so when you look at Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, like those are guys that, you know, you give them more than two seconds, Jesus Christ. I mean, they're, they're going to find ways to make something out of nothing. So all this said, look, when we first started looking at Trey Lance as a possibility for the 49ers, I said it myself. I said, you know, who is he, right? Is he Colin Kaepernick? Is he Lamar Jackson? Is he Josh Allen? And, you know, six months later, I don't think any of us have the answer. But he's also – not going to be put in a box and say that he is any of those guys because, you know, he's his own person, right? His, his mental makeup and the way he processes information, his upbringing, who his parents are, the way he was raised, the challenges that he's gone through in life is all very unique. And the only person that knows and can speak to it is Trey Lance. So it's not fair to say that, oh, he's going to be another, you know, Josh Allen. No, he's not because he's his own guy. And I think at the end of the day, what we want to look for tomorrow and uh, or if you're listening to this in the morning, you know, the day of the game is not necessarily I don't need him to be Superman. Right. I think too many times you put so much pressure on on a situation, you overthink it. You're like, oh, I need him to score 41 points like, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson coming into Seattle and going toe to toe with, you know, Russell Wilson and losing, you know, in the last second. But, you know, you knew that Deshaun Watson was that dude his, his rookie year, his freshman year in, um, in, in Houston. You knew he was a, a, an elite franchise player that first year. Why? Because he, he, he gave every team, like, an, a high, potent offense, and he delivered every single game. I'm not asking for that. 
what I'm asking for, honestly, is more than seven points and a, and a, and a half, right? I, I don't, because I know what that looks like. And, and yes, we had CJ Berthard and Nick Mullins, you know, last couple of years and, and, and they were, to be honest, Jimmy is just a slight upgrade to them. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like you take Nick Mullins' best game, CJ Berthard's best game and Jimmy Garoppolo's best game. I put garbage bags on all three of them. Like, you're not really going to know the difference, right? But if I give you like a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes best game, you're going to be like, holy shit, there's a drastic difference between those guys. And, that, and, and that's what you're drafting. You're drafting the potential and the hope that the guy that you're getting, who's 21 years old, can develop into that. So, you know, look, Kyler Murray's, uh, you know, uh, MVP candidate right now. You know, uh, nothing bad to say about Calamari. He's he's Mighty Mouse back there. He is frustrating to play against. I, I don't like playing against them. Uh, I will be frustrated, obviously, you know, seeing Bosa try to catch him and run around. But, you know, I, I think Trey's going to give us hope. And I think regardless of the outcome of the game, win or lose, obviously I'm looking for a win. Uh, I expect Trey Lance to elevate that offense. I expect the guys around him to believe in him. They already do. Trent Williams does. And the guys on our offensive line and, and our weapons that we have, you know, Debo and Ayuk are going to, you know, go up to bat for him. He gives you something that, that another quarterback on our roster does not. And he's going to give you hope and he's going to be able to extend plays. And his floor is still not any different than what you're going to get from, you know, Jimmy who, you know, doesn't throw the ball more than five, 10 yards and gets happy feet and, you know, overthrows or makes dumb mistakes. So Trey makes a mistake. That's fine. I'll live with it. But I think right now what we're going to witness is a guy who is going to do things that you just can't explain and has the capabilities to do things that aren't necessarily on script. Um, and that's what Kyle Shanahan needs to embrace, right? Because that's what the league is all about these days is how do you make something out of nothing? Because everything that you think, you know, in terms of game plan and strategy works to a certain extent, but there are moments where it doesn't. And then that's where you really define how good you are. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think Trey Lance has the opportunity to really um, – you know, showcase his talents and uh, raise a lot of eyebrows. Um, I want to temper expectations because I don't want him to, or anyone to think that, you know, he's going to come in and be RG3 rookie year or Cam Newton rookie year, Deshaun Watson. I'm also not saying that he can't because I believe in the kid. I think he has all the the makeup that you want. Um, and that's why he's a Ferrari because um, with Kyle Shanahan there, I think this is more about what who Kyle is more than who Trey is because it's going to be up to Kyle to scheme it, uh, put him in good situations, make sure he gets comfortable early, make sure he uses his legs when he needs to, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, read, you know, take off if he needs to, finds an open lane. So this is going to be exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know there's people watching, uh, people listening to this podcast probably that, you know, maybe want him to fail or, uh, you know, rather have Jimmy Garoppolo at 80% in there, you know, throwing picks or scoring seven points uh, in a quarter. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I feel like the, the point of the game is to score more points to the other team. Uh, I'd like to have a quarterback that can give me hope. I'd like to have a quarterback that can extend plays. 
And I like to have a quarterback that can take off when things aren't working out and, uh, you know, move the chains and let's move on to the next set of downs. So uh, that's who Trey Lance is. Uh, I think he can do more than that. We'll find out against Arizona. Thanks you guys for listening. Appreciate it. And I uh, hope everyone has a good football Sunday. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to First and Gold.